A man who has survived an attempted lynching in 1952 now helped by hundreds to move to a new house so a highway can be expanded. 87-year-old Lynn Council moving into a new house in Apex after living in his current home for more than 60 years. The state recently brought the home to complete a highway expansion. He had a $20,000 federal home repair loan that still needed to be paid. Donations to an online fundraiser have now exceeded $21,000. Mountain leaders gathering at UNC Asheville to work on how to bring better broadband internet to the mountains. Asheville and Buncombe managers are just a few of the people who attended the Regional Leadership Summit on Broadband. The day centered on how Western North Carolina can increase and expand the technology. West Next Generation Network Initiative's William Cedarberg spoke to WLOS News. Where we have pockets of people that are not served well and, and have difficulty getting uh, capacity, uh, we need to find tools to help them get organized and connect with providers. The man who was the most public face of the Pulse nightclub shootings in Orlando has died. More now from CBS News correspondent Peter King. Terry DiCarlo is the executive director at Orlando's LGBTQ Center. When a gunman killed 49 people at Pulse in 2016, he did hundreds of interviews about it, but he was also a hands-on advocate for victims' families and survivors. If they walk through that door, whether it be a Pulse survivor family member or just a community member, LGBT, non-LGBT, if they're going through something, the counselor's here. They just walk through that front door. DiCarlo used the experience to help other communities learn how to deal with the unthinkable. He had been treated for an aggressive form of cancer, a battle, his husband says, ended last night. Terry DiCarlo was 57. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. Closely watched sex assault trial Harvey Weinstein moving at a faster pace than predicted. A slate of secondary witnesses are due on the stand today to testify before a Manhattan jury about records related to the investigation of Harvey Weinstein. Bruce Farrell, NCN News. Back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls a little bit later. College basketball, Super Bowl 54, Tar Heels over Wolfpack, Duke hosting Jeff Capel and Pitt. The former Blue Devil returns as an enemy of sorts. Hockey, the Australian Open, a couple of other things bouncing around that we'll get to. Why I think of the movie Field of Dreams when I contemplate both this week's Super Bowl 54 on the gridiron and the ongoing Australian Open in the tennis world. More on that great movie and why I think of it in those two contexts after we talk to our next guest. Pretty cool, Jay Billis of ESPN, then the Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams, and another guy who's in all the right headlines. Kevin Harlan was recently named the National Sportscaster of the Year by the National Sports Media Association. That's his second in the last three years. He is going to tell us. Just like Roy Williams dodged a couple of our questions, Kevin Harlan's going to say, let's talk about the Super Bowl, DG. I don't need more pats on the back. But in March Madness, we hear his voice as college basketball fans. During the fall, we hear his voice for the NFL on CBS. And this Sunday, he will be the radio voice of Super Bowl 54 for Westwood One. We at least have to say congratulations, Kevin Harlan, as we welcome you back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, and you're so kind to mention that. I'm honored, uh, shocked, <laughs> more or less, uh, for, but thank you very, very much. It's nice to be on, and Coach Roy wouldn't dodge any questions. I know him too well. <laughs> he, he would not dodge any questions at all. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny, Kevin, just as, and, and I'm a voter in the NSMA, so just the fact that I like you means I just might keep voting for you, so you're just stuck well. with Sportscaster of the Year votes. Roy Williams does not 
and I'm around him a lot, and I have been for decades. He does not like passing Dean Smith on the victories list questions. He just right, is uncomfortable. Right, right, right. So, I, of course, I had to ask him that, just knowing that he, I would get something of value on a question that he didn't like all that much. But anyway, uh, Kevin is the National Sportscaster of the Year. He appreciates everybody's support, and we will get on to one sad thing and then a bunch of other fun stuff. You don't tweet a lot at Kevin Harlan, but I thought it was powerful that your most recent tweet was simply, I believe, without commentary, you walking and chatting with the late, great basketballer Kobe Bryant. Uh, with that in mind, you know, given that you had some quality time with him, to whatever extent I don't know, how will you choose to remember Kobe the basketball player and or Kobe the man? Well, um, my daughters keep track of that stuff for me, and they asked that I put that up, and I did. And uh, but I don't, I don't go on social media much. I do know that every show, David, like this that I've been on over the last uh, 24, 48 hours, has uh, has talked about the response on social media and what people are saying. And and I felt like I knew Kobe about as well as. You know, someone doesn't live in Southern California, does the team or did the team when he was playing, you know, four, five, six times a year and and uh, would come across his path. And, of course, I, I was lucky enough to do every single year of his career, all 20 years in the NBA, and, you know, saw him as a, as a teenager and go right on through uh, becoming a man and playing his, his final season as a teenager and rookie. I uh, did his... Uh, first playoff series with Utah and he threw up a couple of air balls in that game and he took the last shot and he wanted the ball in his hands as an 18 year old kid. And you know, when he missed the shot, he was dejected and was walking off the court with his head hung and uh, veterans came over and put their arms around him. And while I couldn't hear what they were saying, I knew that they were saying, listen, this is the first of many chances like this in your career the moment is not too big. You will be what you want to be. And sure enough, he became that, you know, and, and we, and we got kind of a, a, a magnified view of his life and his growing up from becoming a, a teenage uh, NBA rookie all the way through adulthood. And, and, you know, sometimes that, that maturation process is not comfortable. It is filled with the speed bumps and, and problems, and, and in his case, a couple of severe issues. And um, but, but I guess what I respect most is the kind of man he became. Yeah, we've all made mistakes for sure, but he he became, I think, uh, in terms of post basketball life. You know, this father of four girls, husband, longtime husband, and and just he really tried to get his life in order. And not that it was chaotic and bad or anything like that. He had. He made some mistakes like we all do. And and about three years ago, I had a chance to fly out to California and do four hours of taped interviews with him that was used in the NBA 2K video series oh, wow. that I do yeah. for the league. And so we were in Newport Beach, view of the water. Uh, he was uh, a chair uh, next to me, and we sat there with microphones in front and talked for four hours. And they took snippets of what he said and put them in the video game. Cool. And but but what I was just stunned by was how uh, much attention to detail he gave to everything he did, but in particular on the basketball floor, and how it was a science for him, almost more than a, a carnival like it was for us that watched him because of all of his ac- acrobatics and circus-like plays he 
he did over his entire career. Kevin Harlan is joining us. He is the radio voice of Super Bowl 54 for Westwood One. Of course, Sunday night, it'll be the Chiefs against the 49ers. Also great work for the NBA on TNT. One quick follow-up on Kobe before we get to football. The NBA has always struck me as such a star-studded sport that, like, it's hard to impress NBA players, right? Like, they know celebrities, they know other athletes in other sports, and yet when I was at the NBA All-Star Game here in Charlotte last year, they reacted to Hornets owner Michael Jordan in, in a, you know, in like a little boy meeting an idol kind of way. And I, I remember them also reacting to the hip-hop artist J. Cole, who is located here in North Carolina. Like that was just a really refreshing seeing these superstars view somebody else as a superstar. And Kobe seemed to be another who fit that rare description. What did you witness along those lines where while he was playing, but also since he finished playing four years ago, uh, he was the wow guy, even in the eyes of some of the biggest NBA stars when Kobe walked into the room. Very true and well said. And um, he now will, I think, have even a bigger presence in death than he maybe did in life because he was so young. His life was together. He had put this iconic career in front of all of us to see did things only Jordan could do. Him and Jordan were the same person. He modeled himself after Michael Jordan, as we know, and and uh, and Jordan thought of Kobe as like his little brother. And and so there was a, a bond between the two, but the way they dressed and walked and talked and acted and played and, and executed and, and forced their will on opponents and forced their will on their teammates were exactly like they were wired the same way they're they're i've never seen two players and while lebron is forceful and bigger and physically and and a little bit different game still spectacular jordan and bryant were the same guy acrobatic circus-like did things that every game that made you just pause because you think i've never i've never seen that before i can't believe what i just saw so so they had that element to it. And I think for all these kids now in the league that grew up with the posters of Michael and Kobe on their walls growing up in, you know, in their bedrooms, I, I, I think that that, will, oh, that would have always been a factor. Much like those kind of players looked up to Bill Russell and Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. You know, they had that same kind of awe in their view of those kind of players before them. So... It's, it's handed down, and, and no sport is it really, because, as you said, it's a sport of stars and not necessarily of teams. In the NFL, it's teams. Yeah, yeah. In, 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 in hockey, team. but in, in pro basketball, it's individual stars, and it's even been more amplified, and that's why these guys have that look about them, and that's why that, that I think there's this incredible international and certainly national outpouring about Bryant because – he was, he was positioned as a star. He starred as an individual, uh, a part of a great team and a five-time champion. But, but it was really it was Kobe Bryant that you knew almost before you knew he was a Los Angeles Laker, like it was Jordan almost more than he was a Chicago Bull. Whereas with uh, Cam or Aaron Rodgers or Brady, it's Brady the Patriot. It was Rodgers the Packer, and it was Cam the Carolina Panthers. 
Kevin Harlan joining us on the David Glenn Show. Catch him Sunday with the radio call for Super Bowl 54 for Westwood One. All right, well, you know we always consider all of your visits here as your gifts to us at the David Glenn Show. We're going to attempt to give you a gift because it is only Tuesday, and I know you are a master of play-by-play preparation. So <laughs> may- maybe this is on like a legal pad somewhere, but you're ready. I want your thoughts on this after I give you this little tidbit that you may or may not already know. Andy Reid is in his 21st season as a head coach, as he, of course, is seeking his first Super Bowl victory. The longest previous waits in the history of the NFL were Bill Cowher, who won with the Steelers in year 14, Tom Coughlin, who won in year 12, a guy I grew up watching, Tom Landry of the Dallas Cowboys, won in year 12. So those are the three longest waits ever And now Andy's like almost twice that long at 21 years and still looking for number one. Um, What do you know about Andy Reid and and whether he thinks about that, talks about that, shares his thoughts with that, or just blocks it out entirely? And do you sense that 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 will be one of the top storylines in Super Bowl 54? I think it'll be a theme, yes. With the team, it is. And they've all, to a man, I think, said this is for Andy We're winning it for Andy and Lamar Hunt, the late Lamar Hunt, whose name is on the AFC Trophy, uh, who helped uh, bring the two leagues together, helped founded the AFL, and his son now is the owner of the Chiefs, runs the Kansas City Chiefs, Clark. Clark is exactly like his dad. I just just talked to Clark last night, actually, uh, down in Miami on the phone, and and, um, uh, he knows his dad's presence is there, much like Andy knows that he's gone this long. Now, he took the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Yes. And, and Andy Reid has the sixth most wins in the history of pro football. And so his, his numbers are Hall of Fame worthy, even if he doesn't win this. I do believe uh, what he's done and how he has conducted his business. But uh, what, what is most admirable about him, in addition to the fact that he's giving it another try in his 21st year, is that he has uh, – always changed with the times and the trends and the material he has. Some coaches won't bend. He has bent and twisted and turned and always tried to accommodate what he feels are his strengths. And now he's been given this generational talent, David, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who we've not seen a guy like this before. And I know he feels that alone is a gift, let alone getting a chance to go back to a Super Bowl. And any coach would tell you, how difficult that is. Coughlin was the oldest to win it, but Andy Reid will have the longest wait if he does win it. I think he's already in the hall just because of, of what he's done, who he's coached, how well he has coached for, for this long period of time. Um, but, but I know this is on the mind, certainly, of his players. There is no doubt about that. And that is one of the main themes for the Chiefs, certainly, as they go into Super Bowl 54. For the first time as an organization, for the first time as an organization in 50 yeah. years. That's so, a lifetime. It is, it is a lifetime. It so is incredible. It is well on their minds. Well put. Yep, Kevin Harlan, last thing for you. It's funny you use the, the phrase lifetime. When I took my son, I'm originally from Philadelphia. When I took my son to the Eagles Super Bowl up in Minneapolis against the Patriots, he says to me, hey, Dad, I've been waiting a lifetime for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, in your case, that's 18 years. (laughs) In my case, it's 50, man. Come on. Lifetime, you know, can mean several different things. How about your grandfather? He's been waiting a lifetime, right? All right, last thing on Chiefs 49ers. Kevin Harlan will have the call for Westwood One on the radio side on Sunday. It feels like the conventional wisdom is 
Would you choose the better depth chart, meaning the 49ers running game and defensive line and Richard Sherman in that secondary? Or if push comes to shove, would you just still rather have the better quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, in that Chiefs offense? Is, how much more complicated do you think this matchup is than that overview? Not much. I, I, may, you, I may steal those lines <laughs> you just uttered. That's what I have been thinking since I knew last week after the AFC championship that the Chiefs would be one of them and figured it would be San Francisco. And history would tell you the higher-ranked defense, the better defense, always trumps the better offense and the better quarterback. And I think it's 15-5, to five, if I'm not mistaken, wow. is the record. So it's pretty significant. Uh, Niners are going to be a chore, but we've not seen a guy like Mahomes do what he's done. And this is what makes that – that's the one but. That's the one – uh, if and and Mahomes makes it a different game with the fastest recorded group of receivers that an NFL team has ever had in what the Chiefs have now. So there are some outliers to that story of 15 and five sure. defense over offense, but it's hard to turn your eye on that number. And defense usually has, and I think the Niners can win a couple different ways. The Chiefs cannot win running it. The Chiefs can win throwing it. The Niners can do both. They can throw as well as they can run. And I don't. I would never in a million years shut my eye on Garoppolo and that he could come up big in this game too. Uh, that's why I think it's so evenly matched. It's only Tuesday, but Kevin Harlan's wheels are clearly turning on Super Bowl 54. Chiefs 49ers should be a good one. Follow him on Twitter at Kevin Harlan. Check out the cool photo of him just casually strolling along, chatting, chatting with the late, great Kobe Bryant. Kevin, we always appreciate your time, especially in a crazy week like this. So uh, thank you again for your visit, and, of course, congratulations on another National Sportscaster of the Year award. And congratulations to you as well. And it's always an honor coming out with you, David. I love what you do and how you do it. And that whole state, I know, follows me in saying that. And I hope to uh, cross paths with you again uh, sooner than later. Thanks so much. Nice to visit with you. Right back at you. Kevin Harlan on Twitter, at Kevin Harlan. Radio voice of the Super Bowl for Westwood One. Also, the NFL on CBS, the NBA on TNT. And, yes, his is that voice on the NBA 2K, very popular video game franchise. Back to your calls on the other side. We have college hoops on our mind. We have Super Bowl 54 on our mind. Why did the NFL feel the need to call law enforcement yesterday? What did Tom Brady text to his former backup in New England, the now quarterback starter for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo? How many billions of dollars do you think are expected to be wagered on Super Bowl 54? I actually have a number, and yes, it's billions with a B. Did the Pro Bowl players asked last weekend predict a Chiefs win or a 49ers win? I'll give you that answer. And which team was selected as the winner by the Gamblers who won 2019 contests or who had the best years over this last 12 months as documented by those in that industry? I will answer that question for you. And as we welcome your calls, Wolfpack falls to the Tar Heels. You can take it from the Carolina perspective or the NC State perspective. We've had some angry people, some sad people, some happy people. We're happy to take your question or comment on the other side. Jeremy wants in because he knows that Pitt coach Jeff Capel, as he visits Duke tonight with his Panthers, who need a signature victory to get to the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble, it's Jeff Capel, the opposing coach, visiting his own alma mater, of course, Duke, where he played and served a long time as an assistant to Mike Krzyzewski. Jeff Capel is one of the names most often mentioned, as someday 
the successor to Mike Krzyzewski, or one of them, uh, in whenever whatever year Coach K decides to step aside. Mike Krzyzewski does turn 73 years old next month. That is just, objectively speaking, old in the hist- compared to the history of Division I men's basketball coaches. Again, only Jim Beheim and Cliff Ellis and John Chaney have coached past the age of 73. We'll see how many more years Coach K has left in him. Jeremy wants in on the Duke succession plan, among other things. Syracuse visits Clemson tonight. Virginia Tech visits Miami tonight. UVA, another bubbleish team, hosts number five Florida State. We'll look forward, we'll look backward, and I will answer the question I posed earlier. Why do I think of the movie Field of Dreams as I contemplate both Super Bowl 54 coming this Sunday night and the ongoing action at this week's Australian Open in tennis. I will answer that question. Ray Kinsella, Archie Moonlight Graham, are you waiting? Yes. On the other side with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. That's next on The David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh Zach. College basketball Monday in the ACC. Roy Williams improved his record to 31-4 against NC State as the Tar Heels took down the pack 75-65 in Raleigh. That makes two wins in a row for the Heels following a five-game skid. Roy Williams was asked after the game if he feels his team understands the spirit of a comment he made a couple weeks ago that this year's team is his least gifted. You know, I think that's the uh, most normal statement. It's got the most unbelievable attention of anything I've ever seen in my life. But what we try to do all the time, whether you're really gifted or not, we have to work and do a better job of, of our execution on both ends of the court. You know, I'll go back. I, was, I wasn't very gifted, but I love to freaking compete. And, you know, and sometimes you got to have that part of it, too. One other North Carolina men's D1 college hoops program in play on Monday. The North Carolina A&T Aggies took down the Delaware State Hornets 82-67. The Hornets will play their first game since Friday when the Knicks visit the Spectrum Center in Charlotte for a 7 o'clock tip. Last night was Super Bowl media night in Orlando. The Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers taking to the field for uh, Q&A with the media. The questions always offbeat in some way, shape, or form. 49ers defensive lineman Nick Bosa said he feels they will be able to shield the media distraction. We're definitely focused. It's been a long year, um, so we're we're pretty locked in on our, our on our routines. So um, we're just trying to stick to our routines. Um, obviously, get all this stuff out of the way, and then focus back up. I think it'll be easy. We have a really mature team. Reports now indicate the pilot's visibility may have been compromised before Sunday's fatal helicopter crash into a hillside in Calabasas, California that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others on board the aircraft. The Lakers and Clippers have postponed tonight's game in L.A. They say it's too early following Bryant's death. This is NCN Sports. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. 
But you haven't warned me in, like, forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, what? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. You know, I, I was thinking about this. This is weird. I was thinking about this recently. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever been in the visiting locker room. <laughs> um, I think maybe once. I think one year my brother, when he played at Carolina, I went to a Duke-Carolina game there. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Jeff Capel, Pitt Panthers head coach, on a recent visit here on our show. He is taking his Panthers into Cameron tonight. He is the enemy that is in air quotes. He grew up. In the Fayetteville area, he visited Duke as a recruit. He signed with the Devils. He played guard for Mike Krzyzewski. He went on to be an assistant coach for the Blue Devils. Maybe there was that one time he visited the visitor's locker room. Well, tonight he and the Panthers will be stuck there, as Jay Billis told us earlier in today's program. It's not a very nice place. Why would the Blue Devils go out of their way to be too accommodating? That's not how they do it once the ball is thrown in the air. It's Pitt visiting Duke tonight, 9 o'clock ESPN. Appreciated Jeff Capel's visit on the way into that one. 
Roy Williams dropped by coming out of his Tar Heels win over NC State last night. We have some who won in on that matchup. Jeremy of Springhope wants in on the Duke basketball succession plan. John Feinstein, Duke grad, award-winning author, another regular guest here on the David Glenn Show, is on the record saying it's all but a done deal. Jeff Capel's going to be the next guy. He doesn't claim to know what year Coach K will step away, but Mike Krzyzewski again will turn 73 years old next month. Only three men ever have coached past the age of 73 in Division I men's basketball. Two of those three are active as we speak. Jim Beheim at Syracuse, Cliff Ellis at Coastal Carolina. Coach K joins the ranks of the 73-year-olds and active coaches next month when he has that birthday. UVA hosts Florida State tonight, looking for the same kind of signature victory that the Pitt Panthers are looking for at Duke. Jeremy and Springhope, then you can join us, and I will get to Ray Kinsella, Archie Moonlight Graham, and the Field of Dreams movie. Both this week's ongoing Australian Open tennis action and the upcoming Super Bowl 54 reminded me of one of my favorite scenes in that movie. I think Darren will cue that up for you. We also have another of our favorite audio tributes, to Kobe Bryant. Tonight's Lakers-Clippers game, by the way, has been postponed by the NBA League office, quote, out of respect for the Lakers. Doc Rivers had some interesting and emotional words. Chris Collins, former Duke player, now the Northwestern basketball coach, had some as well. And I thought ESPN anchor L. Duncan created what is, I think, a viral video. We'll play that one maybe before we get to the rest. Jeremy, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Folks can follow on UNC or NC State or other college basketball by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Jeremy, go right ahead with your question or comment. Hey, DG. Uh, enjoy your show. It, it gets me through when I'm at work, man. I appreciate you. That's what I like um, to hear, man. That's what we're here for. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Um, you were talking to Jay Billis about the uh, success of the Coach K. Yeah. Uh, but uh, out and a lot of people bring up Jeff Capel, which he has a respectable resume and the most likely person uh, as everybody. I uh, two questions. One is a another somewhat respectable uh, person uh, uh, choice, I should say. And another one is a well-off dark horse, but I just wanted to get your um, opinion on, it's more like a what-if question on the second one. Um, but Bobby Hurley, what, what do you think about Bobby Hurley uh, being uh, a choice and the dark, the dark horse, Christian Leighton? I mean, he doesn't have any coaching experience, but both of those guys, well, all three of those guys, including Jeff Capel, have the winning DNA at Duke. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go in order. Christian Leitner has a 0.0 chance of ever becoming the head coach at Duke. There's no way that a blue blood program like Duke will hand the reins in the aftermath of arguably the greatest of all time, Mike Krzyzewski, to someone with no head coaching experience. I mean, they love Christian Leitner in a lot of ways, one of the greatest players in college basketball history, and that is not an exaggeration, given his two national titles with the Devils and all those Final Fours and all sorts of other numbers. Leitner, beloved Blue Devil in many ways. Leitner as a candidate to coach Duke someday. Seriously, 0.0% chance. Absolutely not. That is a, that's what 
what I told Doug Gottlieb when he tried to tell me that Hubert Davis was going to succeed Roy Williams a few years ago. Remember that million-dollar bet on the air, Darren? Hubert Davis, beloved former Tar Heel, 0.0% chance of, at that point, succeeding Roy Williams. That's just that's not how Blue Blood programs think, handing the keys to a famous car to somebody who's never been a head coach before. It just can't happen. So some of these other candidates are worth monitoring because they're they're kind of getting through the training wheel experience as a head coach somewhere else. And that's how it usually shakes out, right? I know this because I did a couple of deep dive articles, one for accsports.com, another for The Athletic Carolina. Would you recall, Darren Vaught, the number of things Coach K has said on the record about his succession plan? Again, he's turned 73 next month. He has not said, and in fact, he has told us and others, he hasn't picked a day or a year. He believes once you pick a day or a year, you're already half retired. You're already half mentally checked out. And that's not the way a West Point guy like Mike Krzyzewski is going to handle a succession plan. So he's being honest, I believe, when he says, I don't know. I feel good. Could be however many more years. Maybe it is, as Jay Billis said, another five from now, the way five years ago we were thinking, oh, another five, right? One thing he said, we asked him point blank, will you be one of the voices in the room? Was this during your time with me? Coach K, will you be one of the voices in the room when your successor is determined? You know what his answer was? Come on, man. I've been here for 39 years, I think. was it was. I asked him a question a year ago. He's now in year 40, right? Come on, man. I've been here 39 years. Of course I'm going to be a voice in the room. I followed up, though. And this is another thing he has said on the record. I asked, will you be the final decision maker? Direct quote. That would not be right. Duke University is bigger than me. The athletic department is bigger than me. The basketball program is bigger than me. That's right out of Coach K's mouth. What else has he said on the record? One, or number three, I guess, the hierarchy begins with Duke's president and athletic director with everything involved with Duke basketball. So Vincent Price arrived three years ago, I believe. Kevin White has been there for over a decade at this point as the athletic director, and that's still going to be the hierarchy. It's not Coach K as a lone voice. It's not just the president. It's not just the AD. Coach K said, that's how I've done it here for whatever, four decades now, in partnership with the president and the athletic director. Both of those guys have now been there for a while. And he says, that's what we're going to do all the way through whenever I choose to retire. And again, Duke fans, I know, are hoping that's not until way down the road. Probably many anti-Duke people are hoping it's, it's as soon as possible. He has not shown many signs, if any, of slowing down. So what else has he said? Quote, I would hope my successor is someone who has played here and has worked for me. That starts to narrow the list, right? Not just former Duke player, but worked for me is a second criterion. Bobby Hurley has not worked for Mike Krzyzewski. So he's actually made two straight NCAA tournaments at Arizona State. Bobby Hurley five years ago would have been... No way. I mean, he had been, I guess, a head coach at Buffalo for a little bit, took them to one NCAA tournament. Well, now he's gone to Pac-12 country. Maybe he makes a third straight NCAA tournament. That gets you on the radar at your own alma mater. If you're at the right age and taking teams to the NCAA tournament, and now he's been a head coach for, what, almost a decade. He's only in his late 40s. So Bobby Hurley, by logic, would be on the radar. But Coach K's own words, somebody who's played here and worked for me, 
Do you bend that rule? I don't know. But others fit that description even better than Bobby Hurley does, who did play for Kay but did not work for Kay. So who does fit that description? Well, Jeff Capel of Pitt. He's not only got head coaching experience, he had a lot of success at VCU. He had a lot of success with the Oklahoma Sooners. And, of course, he knows the Duke culture as a former player and a longtime right-hand man, assistant coach. After Oklahoma, but before Pitt, Jeff Capel helped recruit some of those monster teams, including the national champions of a few years ago, led by those freshmen, Jones and Okafor and Winslow. Jeff Capel was central as a recruiter to hanging that batter, banner. And, Darren, you and I have dealt with him. In terms of personality and someone who could handle the tricky nature of following the GOAT, you know the old saying is, Doug Collins, father of Chris Collins, joined our show and said what has become a famous quote, you want to follow the guy who follows the guy. What does that mean? You don't want to follow the guy. You don't want to be Gene Bartow right after John Wooden, the greatest of all time back then, right? You don't want to be Bill Guthridge following Dean Smith. You want to be somebody after the legend at least passes a little while, right? So Roy Williams was, has become that right guy at UNC. You want to follow the guy that follows the guy. Doug Collins said his advice to his own son, Chris, head coach at Northwestern, the bloom is off that road a little bit, Rose, because the Northwestern has gone from Chris being the only guy ever to take them to the NCAA tournament. That's a pretty nice crown jewel in your resume to kind of coming back to the pack a little bit and kind of crashing back to earth. So Jeff Capel fits the description perfectly. Tommy Amaker at Harvard. Steve Wojciechowski at Marquette. And you can mention some of those other names. And the other thing that Coach K, the other things he has said quickly – He believes it's more about culture than X's and O's. In other words, his successor does not have to prefer man-to-man defense the way he does. Does not have to prefer his offensive X and O's. Just has to understand and respect the Duke culture, toughness, first to the floor, all that stuff. Some of it West Point driven, but not all of it. Coach K has left his fingerprints all over it in ways that all of his former players and assistants can understand. And one last thing I remember Coach K said when I was doing this deep dive article, and I do believe, by the way, Jeff Capel, if this were a Kentucky Derby, he would be the horse with the best odds to win. Is that a guarantee? No, it's not at the Kentucky Derby, and it's not with a Duke basketball succession plan. Around 20 years ago, Coach K and those around him had the foresight to create a plan to fully endow the program. I used to work as, an, as a lawyer in wills and, a tr- and trusts and estates. When you can fund a trust that spits out annual money of a certain amount, maybe that takes care of your child or your grandchild forever. You know, that amount of money. You get, you've, got the, you've got the capital in the trust. And as long as, you know, the stock market doesn't go too crazy or your investments don't go too volatile, it's going to spit out X amount every year over time on average, Right. 20 years ago, they started a fund to try to endow the program. At this point, every scholarship is fully funded for Duke basketball. So there's nothing. It's not like, okay, 13, 13 scholarship players times, you know, Duke's annual tra- uh, tuition, which is a monster number, I know, with one child in college and another on the way. Those are some eye-boggling numbers, especially at private universities and high-caliber ones like Duke. Over 20 years, they've built it to the point 
where the money that is just churned out every year because the endowment is so large pays for every men's basketball scholarship, pays for coaches' salaries, pays for the managerial expenses, paid for the practice facility, and they're still building new things. And as Coach K said, all of it is already paid for for that endowment money. In other words, he's going to step down in a way and at a time where I'd imagine the talent level on the Duke roster sets his successor up for success. And already he has created a financial engine that is not going to leave his successor shorthanded in any way financially. In fact, other than Stanford, which does a great job along these lines, I'm not aware of another program that has that type of endowment so that essentially there are very few year-to-year expenses beyond what is covered by the annual, uh, the annual funds produced by the endowment. He, he has built, you know, the close to perfect beast, if you will. And again, I don't know what year he's going to step away, but Her- Leitner, zero chance. Hurley, highly unlikely. Capel, I'd say the leader in the clubhouse, if you will. 1-800-849-2761. Why have I thought of the movie Field of Dreams in the context of both Super Bowl 54 and this week's ongoing Australian Open tennis action? Ray Kinsella visits the old man doctor version of Archie Moonlight Graham in the movie Field of Dreams. I'll tell you why that makes me think of this week's sports next on the David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. Your next haircut now has a shortcut. Introducing the Sport Clips Haircuts app. That's right. Now the cut you want is just a tap away. Just download the app, check in at your neighborhood Sport Clips, and choose your guy smart stylist, and you're done. We'll text you when your stylist is almost ready. Then head to Sport Clips for a championship haircut experience. It's home field advantage for your hair. No appointment needed. Just download the Sport Clips app and check in. And don't forget a beard trim. Sport Clips. You choose the cut, we cut the weight. Take warning as the Carolina Hurricanes return to the ice after a long all-star break on Friday night, January 31st, against the Vegas Golden Knights. You can participate in the NHL's Mental Health Awareness Night. Every Mental Health Awareness Night ticket package includes a special Hockey Talks t-shirt and helps raise awareness and funds to provide essential support for individuals affected by mental illness. Learn more at hurricanes.com promotions. The decision to get a divorce was tough, but we knew it was for the best. And even though it's been difficult, we were able to minimize the time, stress, and money that often comes with the divorce process. We chose One Stop Divorce because it's affordable, simple, and a half million other couples have used it successfully. See for yourself at OneStopDivorce.com. With One Stop Divorce, we didn't have to pay any attorney fees, just a flat fee of $299. All we needed was a computer, laptop, or smartphone, and they guided us through the process. Just visit OneStopDivorce.com to see how it works. Even if you already have an attorney, you can save money on the paperwork by using One Stop Divorce. After all, why pay an attorney hourly to file divorce papers when you can do it yourself for just $299? 
Divorce as tough as it is. To save time and money, visit OneStopDivorce.com. That's OneStopDivorce.com. One Stop is not a law firm and does not provide legal advice. Introducing from Wilmington and Moorhead City, North Carolina, the delivery dominators, the supply chain champions. It's the lineup that scored $15.4 billion for our state's economy and supported more than 87,000 jobs. Your very own ports team, the North Carolina at North Carolina Ports, we play hard for our state's economy. Now that's something to cheer about. Check out our season highlights at nccranes.com. A few quick things. One, I haven't forgotten about guys like Johnny Dawkins of UCF, former Duke player under K, also did work for Coach K, fitting the description. Mike Bray did not play for Coach K. The current Notre Dame coach did coach under Mike Krzyzewski. I do think Jeff Capel again visiting tonight with his Pitt Panthers is the number one candidate to be Mike Krzyzewski's successor one day. More importantly for the immediate future, the Panthers need a signature win. Duke wants to keep building that top ten resume, maybe inch toward a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. A lot of others, most of the others in the ACC, are just worried about getting into the big dance. Darren, cue up ESPN anchor L. Duncan. Then I'm going to cue up the Field of Dreams scene that I was talking about. We had promised the best of the audio tributes as our staff found them all over the interwebs over the last 48 hours. We gave a lot of our own version of that yesterday. A lot of great calls from you across North Carolina as well. When we sought out the best audio tributes, there were a lot. Doc Rivers' very emotional, tearful comments have kind of gone viral. I wasn't expecting an ESPN anchor to end up among the best of the best, but I think she did. Darren, you have L. Dun- L. Duncan talking about how Kobe, you know, in a general sense, I know, WNBA players viewed Kobe Bryant as among the highest profile sports figures in any sport who made clear their support in every way for the WNBA as a growing women's version of the game. And, of course, a lot of folks thought – that 13-year-old Gigi, who was a promising basketball player as a youngster, would realize her dream someday of playing in the NBA. Uh, There's a lot to the Kobe was the dad of four daughters that I could appreciate as a dad in my case of only one daughter. But here's how L. Duncan, ESPN anchor, put it into words yesterday. It's likely that you're hearing many personal anecdotes about Kobe Bryant, so here's mine. I met Kobe one time backstage at an event for ESPN in New York. And I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, that's Kobe. I got to get a picture for the gram. Hmm. That's the picture. I didn't get it for a few minutes because as I approached him, he immediately commented on my rather large eight-month pregnant belly. How are you? How close are you? What are you having? Mm -hmm. A girl, I said, and then he high-fived me. Girls are the best. I asked him for advice on raising girls, seeing as though he quite famously had three at the time. And he said, just be grateful that you've been given that gift because girls are amazing. His third daughter, Bianca, was about a year and a half old at the time. So I asked if he wanted more children. And he said that his wife, Vanessa, really wanted to try again for a boy, but was sort of jokingly concerned that it would be another girl. And I was like, four girls, are you joking? Like, what would you think? How would you feel? And without hesitation, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad. When it came to sports, he said that his oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player and that the youngest was a toddler, so TBD. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. 
That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad, being a girl dad. L. Duncan of ESPN just yesterday. Catch it out. Catch it uh, online along with Doc Rivers and Northwestern coach Chris Collins and some of the others that we were able to share either yesterday or today. Some audio tributes. There are many others out there. Those are a few of the ones that we highlighted most. All right, Darren, one more piece of audio. Why do I think of the movie Field of Dreams? Frankly, it's one of my favorite movies, so I look for reasons to think of it. But why would Super Bowl 54 and this week's ongoing tennis action at the Australian Open both remind me of one of my favorite scenes in the Field of Dreams movie? Of course, Kevin Costner as Ray Kinsella, the guy who chopped down the cornfield and built the baseball field out in Iowa. Kinsella visits the old man doctor version of Archie Moonlight Graham, who, remember, appeared in one and only one Major League Baseball game in real life and in the movie, but never got to bat and never got to make a play in the field. So now Archie Moonlight Graham is an old doctor in Minnesota, and Kevin Costner slash Ray Kinsella travels a long, long way to find him as an old man, and it unfolded this way in Moonlight Graham's doctor's office in the movie Field of Dreams. It was like having this close to your dreams, and I watched them brush past you like a stranger in a crowd. At the time, you don't think much of it. You know, we just don't recognize the most significant moments of our lives while they're happening. Back then, I thought, well, there'll be other days. I didn't realize that that was the only day. There'll be other days. It's easy to feel that way in life a lot, right? He didn't realize in the moment that that would be the only day. Spoiler alert, if you watch the movie, he kind of, sort of, but not exactly does get to realize his baseball dreams many years later. There were human beings walking out from among the cornfields, some of whom were no longer living. You need to stretch your imagination just a little bit. So why do I think of Super Bowl 54 or the Australian Open? Have you ever heard, Darren, of Tennis Sandgren, an American man whose first name is actually spelled (laughs) T-E-N-N-Y-S, Tennis Sandgren. He is 28 years old. He's a product of the Tennessee Volunteers. He turned pro almost a decade ago. 28 is not young anymore by tennis standards. He had maybe the greatest player of all time, Roger Federer, down in the Australian Open quarterfinals. He actually won two of the first three sets. This is the longest run of his entire life in any of the Grand Slams, the four majors. And Tennis Sandgren is up two sets to one in the five-set format. All you got to do is close on Roger Federer. In fact, he was close to closing in the fourth set. He had seven different match points against Roger Federer. Do you know who won? Roger Federer. He fought off all seven match points. And it will be Federer moving on to face number two seed Novak Djokovic in a battle of two of the three greatest men's tennis players of all time. Rafael Nadal, the one seed, is in the quarterfinals today. So we'll, three, we'll see all three GOAT candidates. Whether you're Andy Reid, 21 years into pursuing your first Super Bowl title, by far longer than anyone who ended up getting one 
as a head coach in those numbers I laid out earlier. Or your tennis Sandgren, you're only 28. Oh, maybe I'll get this chance again in another Grand Slam quarterfinal against another of the greatest of all time. Far more likely than assuming, if you're Andy Reid, I'll get to a third Super Bowl down the road. Man, you waited 17 years, roughly, from the last time, the only time you took the Philadelphia Eagles there. There was a time where it looked like you might never have that other day. Great lesson in life, man. Never assume there's going to be another time. There wasn't one for Archibald Moonlight Graham, except in the movie Field of Dreams. There might not be for Andy Reid. And it's extremely unlikely there will be a similar opportunity for 28-year-old Tennis Sandgren, no matter how long he plays tennis. That scene in that movie said it all, I think, about one of the biggest storylines in Super Bowl 54 and one of the biggest stories this week in the Australian Open. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh Zach. College basketball Monday in the ACC. Roy Williams improved his record to 31-4 against NC State as the Tar Heels took down the pack 75-65 in Raleigh. That makes two wins in a row for the Heels following a five-game skid. Roy Williams was asked after the game if he feels his team understands the spirit of a comment he made a couple weeks ago that this year's team is his least gifted. You know, I think that's uh, the most normal statement. It's got the most unbelievable attention of anything I've ever seen in my life. But what we try to do all the time, whether you're really gifted or not, we have to work and do a better job of, of our execution on both ends of the court. And I'll go back. I, was, I wasn't very gifted, but I love to freaking compete. You know, and sometimes you got to have that part of it, too. One other North Carolina men's D1 college hoops program in play on Monday. The North Carolina A&T Aggies took down the Delaware State Hornets 82-67. The Hornets will play their first game since Friday when the Knicks visit the Spectrum Center in Charlotte for a 7 o'clock tip. Last night was Super Bowl media night in Orlando. The Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers taking to the field for uh, Q&A with the media. The questions always offbeat in some way, shape, or form. 49ers defensive lineman Nick Bosa said he feels they will be able to shield the media distraction. We're definitely focused. It's been a long year, um, so we're we're pretty locked in on our, our, on our routines, so um, we're just trying to stick to our routines. Um, obviously, get all this stuff out of the way, and then focus back up. I think it'll be easy. We have a really mature team. Reports now indicate the pilot's visibility may have been compromised before Sunday's fatal helicopter crash into a hillside in Calabasas, California that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others on board the aircraft. The Lakers and Clippers have postponed tonight's game in L.A. They say it's too early following Bryant's death. This is NCN Sports. Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So 
I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hey, Kevin, thinking about saving for retirement? Yeah, but how do I start? It's easy with Avvo, a retirement coach. Let's learn the Avvo bet. For taking action. Not anxiety? No, Kevin, you're gonna be fine. You sick? Barely. V is for variety. Huh. Change up my strategy. Okay. O's for optimize your savings. Let Avo lead the way. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. Thanks to Jay Billis, the Hall of Famer, Roy Williams, and Kevin Harlan, voice of the Super Bowl, for dropping by. A lot of college basketball, NBA action, and Australian Open as your TV options tonight. Enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. NCN News, I'm Bruce Farrell. President Trump says his plan for peace in the Middle East may be the last opportunity the Palestinians will ever have for a state of their own. Here's CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Porkno. This Trump peace plan significantly shrinks Palestinian territory in the West Bank from what it looked like on maps before 1967. Existing Jewish settlements would be annexed by Israel. An underground tunnel would connect Gaza with the rest of the new state of Palestine. An additional Israeli land near the border with Egypt would be ceded to the Palestinians for high-tech manufacturing, farming, and housing. The president vows under this plan the Palestinian economy would triple. President Trump's legal team arguing that presidents cannot be removed from office for what they say are vague allegations of misconduct. White House attorney Jay Sekulow 
referenced the Democratic presidential candidates suggesting the senators who are running for president are wasting their time at the trial. There are some of you in this chamber right now that would rather be someplace else. And that's why we'll be brief. I understand. You'd rather be someplace else. Why would you rather be someplace else? Because you're running for president, the nomination of your party. I get it. Hundreds of North Carolinians about to get some money back. A Florida payday lender accused of preying on people in desperate need of a car, reaching a big settlement with Attorney General Josh Stein of North Carolina. He spoke to Fox 46 in Charlotte. Every single customer of that company here in North Carolina is going to get their money back. Stein took approved financial, which wasn't licensed in the state of North Carolina, to courts on the issue. A person found dead in the middle of Interstate 95 in Cumberland County. That on Monday night. The body was discovered near mile marker 41 in Hope Mills. The man had been riding an ATV on the median when he parked near exit 41. This from the Highway Patrol. The patrol said the ATV rider, identified as 25-year-old Calvin Douglas Porter, died at the scene. You're listening to NCN News.